This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back, we're back. Another exciting week of football here. We've got predictions coming, but let's get into the news. First things first, we all saw the Devontae Adams get really angry after the loss Monday night. He went out, shoved the cameraman. It's come out. Chargers are going to be pressed. We're going to see what happens with that. Rob, what are your thoughts on what happened with Devontae? <sighs> so the heat of the moment, things happen, but there's some things that you just don't do. I, I Honestly, I really don't care too much for what Devontae Adams did. But however, you have to also take in into consideration that's that man's job whether you whether you want to push him or not this is something you just don't do but what do you think joe uh so i love it a few weeks ago the energy that was surrounding ken dorsey freaking out because a play didn't go his way in a box privately to a tablet uh versus people don't seem to be giving that same energy to Devonte adams just straight up assaulting somebody that was doing their job um i think i get it you're pissed off, you're passionate, game didn't go your way. That's not an excuse to just like blatantly, like, I just don't get it. I really don't. Punch the wall mean, next to you. Punch, there's a wall, there's plenty of walls. Punch a wall. Right. So excuse me or something, like, golly. Well, it's the guy was in his face, but like, even if he's in your face, like he's paid to do a job. Like that's at, at the end of the day. Really it, it could have been Mac, it could have been Mac Jones. I would have had the same reaction. You because could rudely like, shove past him without like knocking him over. People do it all the time. The, it's, it's wild to watch a couple weeks ago, Brady like tear up a tablet and then there's that memo that goes out to all the other teams. And then it seems like you have this situation and it's just the media's response. It, yeah, that's what's confusing to me. Like the Ken Dorsey thing got so blown out of proportion and I just want to know where's that same energy right now. Most definitely. It, it, it's almost a level of uh, being fickle, if you ask me. But let's keep it going. So, in other news, Odell has came out and said on Twitter that the Rams gave him one of the lowest offers. So, the all-around question remains. Where do you think Odell is going to end up? He could help out a lot of teams. Rob, where do you think he ends up? Uh, so the Pat the Packers have about seven million dollars in cap space. So that's kind of not unless he. I mean, I don't know how much he's gonna want. Probably gonna get realistically get anywhere between three and six million dollars, which I could see him go to the Packers. They could maneuver that cap around. He's been flirting with the Patriots for the longest time. Jeremy Fowler uh, actually reported that the Patriots might be one of the teams maybe interested in him. However, I'm done doing this dance. I don't want to do this where he like he may or may not come here. First of all, I don't want him here because of the fact that his injuries are just adding up. And I don't know if he's just made of paper and just the offensive system that the Patriots have. I get it. He's, a, he's an all-pro talent. It's just not right to be just throwing money at someone that you he may or may not be healthy what's your thoughts joe i this is an interesting one because i think odell still has the potential to be an absolute lethal weapon to any team relatively in the nfl i think i would just love to see more than anything because there really isn't there's two teams actually i could see this happening one team i know for a fact it would just not happen but the other team it could potentially the first one is the Giants. I would love to see a reunion. I would love to see Daniel Jones get a weapon. And I think Odell could actually be a good 
beneficial veteran for Daniel Jones. The other team that desperately needs wide receiver weapons, but again, in a million years, this would never happen, the Ravens. I think that that would be an interesting matchup, Lamar and Odell for sure. But we shall see. So the problem with that is, Jill, I swear <laughs> to God, I just looked up the Ravens. I literally just looked up and they have $3 million in cap space. So so you're, what you're saying is that there's a $3 million offer on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, that's basically it. I I was like, hopefully she doesn't guess the Ravens. I'm going to look it up. I was like, I had I it just, and you said it and I was like, fuck. He has, and Lamar has Andrews and he targets Andrews right. too much. And with his wide receivers, he currently has, listen, they do okay. They get the job done. I think they're just too young and they're not all, already established. Getting somebody that's that veteran status could be lethal but then their defense is going to lose them the game so it's oh yeah i think we can all agree the rams are kicking themselves you look at losing odell getting Allen robinson that just hasn't worked out personally where do i see odell going i feel like he's going to end up in green bay the whole odell to the patriots thing it's yeah. just talk at this point maybe the buffalo bills there's talks with Von Miller, but I don't think that, I don't think so. I agree. I feel like that's just, you know, boys talking, you know, you got your buddy at uh, one place who's doing well saying, hey, bro, come join me. For the attitude thing, I hope he, as he's grown, he's kind of grown out of, yeah, grown out of that. They have $1 million in cap space. They're not, he's not going there either. Yeah. Vaughn has to really entice him. Right. <laughs> Most definitely. But with that being said, before we get into our predictions, let's take a moment and acknowledge some of our sponsors. Sundays are a ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com and remember to use the code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast or click the link in the bio. All right, now that we're back, let's get into predictions. So first game here to look at, the Commanders and the Bears. <laughs> Rob, where do you go with this one? This is a, like this is the battle of like who's worse. You got Carson Wentz, who's a terrible quarterback. You got Justin Fields, who has remarkably low. Um, I'm trying not to look at Jill right now. <laughs> it, I'm gonna pick the Commanders and just hope that uh, that Wentz just somehow does better than Justin Fields. That that's how I go. Go ahead, Jill. Uh, so Commanders definitely are out there with one of the worst records, but. Diami Brown, I hope I'm saying that right. I definitely did not look up the pronunciation. He was the star on that offense last week with two touchdowns. And mind you, his first two recorded touchdowns in the NFL. Uh, 
They're ranked 25th in offensive scoring while I'm looking at the Bears who are ranked 30th in offensive scoring. So this is going to be incredibly low scoring. Not a good follow-up for Thursday Night Football after last week for sure. Justin Lee, uh, Justin Leeds, Justin Fields showed some spark leading the Browns down the field with four consecutive scoring drives. But overall, I don't know how much I trust that Bears offense versus, I oddly say this, the Commanders offense so i'm taking them yeah not, not really good when you're completing 58.9 percent of your passes really bad seven that's yes pretty pretty bad he has historically bad numbers right now next game here let's look at the ravens and the giants rob <laughs> where do you go ravens or giants oh my god so is this this is the game that what joe predicted the the giants were gonna win <sighs> The Ravens are such a tricky team. I know Joe's probably going to pick the Ravens, and I'm going to pick the Ravens as well just because I just believe that much in Lamar. However, I am not going to ever discredit what Brian Dable's doing right now. Exceptional. Um, I'm just going to go with the Ravens, but with a heavy heart and just my mind being just flustered by it at the moment, it it's not something i'm extremely confident about just because of how bad that ravens defense has been in the latter portion of games but what's your thoughts joe i hate this game because i can see points very much where i love the giants and i see points very much where i do love the ravens i ultimately went with the ravens my only reason being is offensively they are one of the better offenses in the league so that's that's what it comes down to but they're the fourth fourth highest i can't speak today oh my goodness they're the fourth highest scoring team in the nfl averaging 27.6 points per game so lamar's having his mvp caliber season working with what he has him and andrew's top two tight end quarterback uh relationship this this thing is like messing with my satellite I've like all of a sudden forgot how to speak, <laughs> but I just defensively, there's nothing I have to say. I watched them this past weekend live and there was no spark. There was nothing that was exciting. Uh, the one thing I will say is they had Ray Lewis in the building. So I was hoping that they were just going to start signing contracts with Ray Lewis. Uh, so we'll see next week if he debuts for the Ravens, uh, but defensively, the Giants coordinator, Dan Martindale, he's familiar with that Ravens offense. He knows how to attack Lamar Jackson. He knows how to get at Andrews. So that's part of the reason why I do love that is this offense I feel like hasn't been necessarily that challenged just yet. I know they did play the Bills, but they played the Bills when they were down a bunch of guys. So for that reason, it's where I like the Giants. Overall, I like offense to score more points than I like the Giants offense to score more points. So, Ravens. Oh. <laughs> if you if you guys don't already know, that's a makeshift paper bag that Joe couldn't have because she got last place in fantasy. Yeah, I I totally forgot to go get a paper bag today, so this is my uh <laughs> blocking my satellite it looks connection. Like any emo kid that's in my <laughs> story right now. It's trendy. It's chic. You know I that I will fall for you. I feel like I could go to the Kentucky Derby in this. I mean, it works. See, she would be able to pull that off. I, I would, I would go there and just be like, "This is just trash you're putting on your head." Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you watch right after this episode drops this is going to be all over the tiktok Put exactly the on your head you i like it all right next game here the Bengals and the saints rob where do you go with this one the Saints are, I mean, so this is another tricky one just because of what Taysom Hill did in the last game. Like, a lot of these games are just like, I, I don't know. But I'm going to go with the Bengals just because at some point during this season, they have to figure it out. I I know last episode we talked about how, like, the offensive line is just, like, just a makeshift offensive line. But at some point, like, it, maybe Joe Burrow's just got to get out the ball quicker. They got to figure it out and maybe change up, change up the offense a little bit. I don't know. You got all those weapons. You need to figure it out. But what's your thoughts, Jill? So I went with this one. I took the Saints. And I this was a game I did go back and forth a lot on. The Bengals definitely seem to be stepping their game up. Improvements happening week by week. But they're just not impressive to me, in my opinion. I don't trust them. Especially at one of the loudest stadiums to play in. The Now is it the Little Caesars Dome, I think? is notoriously one of the loudest. I personally watched on third downs at M&T Bank Stadium how flustered Joe Burrow did get in situations, so I think that that's going to be a massive factor in this visiting team. Playing being, Players being healthy, however, on the opposite side of the ball is for the Saints. Michael Thomas does return, but Jameis Winston is most likely going to be out. Andy Dalton's coming in, which, honestly, they're the same person, in my opinion. So... <laughs> Not not too much of a change there, but the Saints just offer a team that is in a weird way more threatening to me. So that's ultimately where I came down to taking them. Yes, yeah, very tricky just because Taysom Hill is just that wild card. Yeah. What are you going to get from him in this game? Don't know, but he's going to be running the ball sometime during this game. <laughs> uh, most definitely. Let's look at our next game here. The Bucks and the Saints. The, excuse me, the Bucks and the Steelers. Rob, Bucks, Steelers, where do you go, buddy? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks just because, like, I just think there's too much things going on with the Steelers. However, like, it's just like every other game with this thing. Like, is Kenny Pickett, like, he looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Um, I like the fire that he has. Like I said last episode, I like how fire he can be just because he's not going to take crap from a linebacker trying to push him over. Nope. Um, but... I mean, Deontay Johnson recently came out and said that they know that this is a rebuild team, which is something you don't freaking say. You do not say that. That's kind of mailed in, mailing it in already. Uh, so I'm taking the Bucks as well. Realistically, looking at that performance last week against the Bills, who are a far superior team to the Buccaneers, what that was a dismal, awful, awful play. I do not like the Bucks this season. I think they are one of the more worse teams that front offensive line has just not been there to cover Brady but that doesn't worry me too much because the Steelers themselves don't offer much for me on that defensive side uh I just had a conversation with you guys about this but I'm bored thinking of this game this is going to be a low scoring game and that's that's really where I'm at I just two points to say is number one, Mike uh, Mike Evans better get all of the catches, all of the touchdowns, all of that because uh, fantasy. And two, I do want to give props to Kenny Pickett for it being his first starting NFL game. And like you said, he did not take crap from anybody. And he went out there and played his heart out and showed passion. I think he will have a great time being the future quarterback for the Steelers. 
100%. I can agree with you there. Our next game here, the Patriots and the Browns. Jill, I'll let you start it off. Pats, Browns, who you got? So the Patriots are looking for their two-game win streak. Mac Jones right now, he's questionable to be playing. However, I would, if he does, I'm going to sit here and say that I think Brissett and Jones are equal. I, I There's nothing crazy stellar about either. I think they're both just decently for lack of a better term, mid-quarterbacks. Now, Bailey Zappi is most likely going to get the start just because we're still so unsure about Mac Jones, but he's day-to-day, so who knows? That could change tomorrow. Um, it gives him another week of practice and continue to get experience and improve his timing with this offense. Now, if the Brown, if the Pats can keep the Browns from running the ball effectively and put it into the hands of Brissett, that's going to work out wonders for that New England defense. But the Browns are on a two-game losing streak, and they want to snap out of that. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I feel like I say this every week. It's going to be a big day for them. Nick Chubb has anchored that offense and has been the best back in the NFL this season. So with Kareem Hunt on the other side of him, who's another great back this season in the NFL, I think this game is going to be close. But here's my deciding factor. The Patriots will be the ones to keep it close, but with the chances of a backup quarterback being at the helm, I like the Browns at home more. Okay, Rob. Uh, I'm not as confident in Jacoby Brissett. I've seen what he's done lately. Props to him, Wolf Wolfpack, whatever the Brady used to call it. Um, look, it's Ramondre Stevenson's season, and I think he's going to run all over them. Uh, and I think that with Bailey Zappi, they're not going to ask him. They're going to open the playbook a little bit more, and then he doesn't ma- really make mistakes. That Aguilar interception was a was a bobble and tip up. If you take that away, he's almost like, was it 80%? It's crazy. I but think that – go ahead, Joe. You, I mean, again, r- there is such thing as rookie luck. Not everyone's going to have a game like Kenny Pickett going up against the number one – or one of the top defenses in the NFL – so that's where, as good as Zappy has been, we have to look at the teams he's played against as well. I also look at how the Jets like put 30 plus points on them, and I don't really look at the Jets as like, oh my God, they're great. The Dolphins w- should have won that game if if they had Tua in there. So I I just think that like I don't, I'm not seeing like a high scoring game. However, like Belichick just pulls things out of his hat, like it. The, the absence of Lawrence Guy is going to be very critical. Mm-hmm. So if they play maybe a Sam Roberts in that in that space, then they're not going to be able to run the ball as 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 well as people think. However, regardless um, whether it be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, I'm going with Belichick being the uh, very lone variable that decides this game. Okay, very good, very good takes. Let's look at the 49ers and the Falcons. Rob, <laughs> where do you start? Uh, so I maybe I would have picked the Falcons a couple weeks ago when Cordero Patterson was still on the roster, but now you just sent Deion Jones to the Browns. Fuck you, because now we got to go against that guy who's a tackling machine if he's healthy. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers just because I think Jimmy Garoppolo starting to settle in. And mm-hmm. it's probably the worst case scenario for 49ers, the 49ers organization, because now they're going to have a guy that's probably going to leave them and they're going to be stuck with Trey Lance. So 
I'm also taking the 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers for the second straight week are favorites over another NFC South team. 49ers just thrashed the other opponent of the Falcons, the Carolina Panthers. If this team is not going to get plagued with injuries, they are 100% looking at another playoff run this season. The 49ers statistically have the best run defense in the NFL through the last five weeks. That could be a problem for the run-happy Falcons, especially without Cordell Patterson. The Falcons have been one of the best running teams in the league, but I also like the 49ers on the ground better. We can all agree the PI call last week was BS. I'm curious if the Falcons could have pulled out that win against the uh, Bucks had that not happened, but they also need to be more consistent. I find the 49ers in a weird, odd, strange way because they're the most consistently inconsistent team. So I like them to be stronger and better than especially the Bucks who the Falcons played last week. So I really have no faith in the Falcons to keep it close and I have no faith in them to pull out a W. Uh, very good takes. Our next game here, coming off of their throttling of the Dolphins, you've got the Jets going against the Packers. Rob, what say you? They're, they're the Mr. Ice Cream Boy, the one that gets ice cream every time the Jets win. You're not getting ice cream this week. Uh, I, I Look, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed off this game, and this is where they're going to turn around a little bit. I, I still don't think that offense is good. But, like, at some point, that offense needs to figure it out, and it's getting towards that time. I just don't, like, the Jets don't really do anything for me. I just think that they're, eh. And with Aaron Rodgers being probably, he's not going to get MVP this year, but I just think that I, they're going to turn around. That defense is very good. Uh, it's just that they ran into a Giants team that was well coached in Brian Dable and just the game plan was better. LaFleur finally got showed up. That really rarely happens with him being the winningest coach with 50 or more wins. So I'm going to start off by saying I want to congratulate the Jets for that absolute blowout of game to the Dolphins. And I don't want to take credit away. Listen, I get the unfortunate stuff that's happened with the Dolphins. But we all have, also have to look at the fact that scoring 40 points regardless is still tough for any team to accomplish, especially a team that is, they are in their rebuild period and they are on their way up out of that rebuild period. But anyway, Zach Wilson is definitely the guy for the Jets. I love to see him leading this team. Robert Sala is finally a breath of fresh air for coaching for the Jets. So just like we were talking about in New York Giants, the New York Jets seem to be having that same breath of fresh air and it's becoming fun Jets football to watch. Now, I do not think that this makes the Jets a threat for any team for the season, not even in the AFC East. They're just a team to not underestimate. So going into this, the Packers need to watch tape and recognize and realize they cannot underestimate what the Jets do bring to the table. Packers are offensively challenged. That is a very polite way of saying it. They are looking better week by week, but they are definitely not where they should or need to be as a team. They've had a two-game win streak snapped by the Giants, which, like Rob was saying, the coaching is definitely what did it. But I, I mean, I'm also going to give credit to the Giants. Not only is it the coaching, I think the Giants finally are feeling 
feeling themselves and feeling the team. So there is that as well. But it was hardly a game for Green Bay's offense. They averaged 4.9 yards per play. However, at home in Lambeau, I like them. Me too. Looking ahead here, our next, we've got the Vikings and you've got the Dolphins now with Skylar Thompson as your starter. Rob, Minnesota, Miami. I I think Skylar Thompson is going to be great coming in the future. I think he's actually going to probably eventually be the starting quarterback. Hear me out. Like, I think that's going to eventually happen. Uh, I don't think two is anything special. I, I still stand on that hill. Um, but, however, they're running into a Vikings team that's starting to like have an identity. And it's just like they're a, a bruising team. Very good on offense. Very good on defense. Uh, Jay Jetta, I really like. I think he's going to be up there for offensive player of the year uh the, he he's had a, a hiccup or two this season but i think that like really looking at that dolphins defense if they can't corral enough points you're not going to compete compete with this vikings offense so it's just it, if you it's going to be a, a shootout and if you can't make it a shootout then it's just not going to be close i'm going vikings sure. what do you think joe so I was leaning Dolphins because I, I don't know why this morning when I was writing my picks out, I thought Teddy was playing. And then I had to quickly change it because Teddy is out. Uh, Tua's still out. They're both dealing with noggin injuries. It's a good thing those are finally being taken serious, I guess, I suppose, silver linings. But here's the thing. The Vikings started off hot and then they quickly very much cooled off. I'm hoping the division win against the Bears, which again, that was a close game. It makes them hot, hot, hot again, and they're ready to play against this Dolphins team. They are in hot, sunny South Florida. It should just fire them up even more. Uh, Dolphins defensively, I think, is going to give the Vikings a challenge. However, I think the uh, Dolphins offense is not going to be terribly that much of a challenge. Because again, just like I've mentioned in the past, they're having a quarterback who is not is not the starting quarterback. He has only practiced realistically with the team for a week. He doesn't have those reps, doesn't have those relationships, just like Teddy or Tua did have previous to him. So that's where I think there's an uphill battle. Most definitely. Okay. The Panthers and the Rams. <laughs> I feel like not a, this is going to be one of the most most watched games of the week. I joke, I joke. Rob, what do you got? Is this a conversation? I probably get this wrong somehow, but I'm going to go with the Rams, and I really don't think there's much more of a conversation to be had about that. I don't. The Panthers are terrible. You got firing a Matt Rule, which, by the way, it's a little late about that. You should probably have fired him. I don't know before while he was in college because the guy does. I don't know how you even hired the guy before when he has only a college attribute, uh, college resume, um, which he wasn't good in college. So, um, yeah, oh, they're gonna be in line for number one overall pick. So, I mean, you have to look at the Cardinals and their coach coming out of college. Who I, I the Cardinals are mid, but they're better than the Panthers. Um, <laughs> I my notes just say in big bold letters i do not care about this game uh, and that's that's just my nice way of putting it i went back and forth on this one i ultimately went with the rams purely because they are at home but i mark my words would not be surprised if the panthers did actually pull out a win against the rams 
I'm right there with you. All in all, with this Panthers team in this game, you got to feel feel for Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Two terrible head coaching situations. It doesn't get much worse than that. Poor yeah. guy. I hope he has to find some form of success in his uh, coaching career. But let's continue. The Cards and the Seahawks. Jill, your thoughts, please. I am actually picking the Seahawks to win. I think, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there as somebody that discredited Geno Smith. Geno is playing great football. That offense is surprisingly way better than anyone ever thought. Um, whereas the Cardinals, for me, they... They're like the new age, ver they're the mid version of the Giants. That's my way of putting it. They keep pulling out these wins and they keep pulling out ugly wins. And that's that's Giants football. Giants football is the uglier the win, the better. The Cardinals should not be following in those footsteps. Uh, but I like the Seahawks to play quarters one, two, three, and four all the way through. Uh, where the Cardinals seem to thrive in that second half in the third and fourth quarter against teams. But Seahawks, I don't think they're going to let that happen. Rob? Uh, the, the season that Geno Smith is having is just like he's going to – if he keeps this pace up, he's going to become back player of the year. I mean, he's got 10 touchdowns on the season. <clears throat> By the way, that's more than the whole Broncos offense, um, <laughs> which is kind of sad. But he's like – I believe he's top – 15 if i was i was trying to ask, see where he was he's top 15 in passing stats he's playing out of his mind i like what pete carroll's doing he's showing that with it wasn't all rust it was just i mean look what he did at usc so Russell um <laughs> however i am picking the cars because kyler murley really excites me uh one more week until DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and my prediction that that car's offense is really going to take off when he comes back. Um, I just like what what Kyler Murray's doing so far this season. He's putting down the call of duty and actually being a quarterback. Oh, I'm right there with you. I like it as well. Let's look at another interesting game here. Now, this is our legitimate most interesting game. The Bills and the Chiefs. Jill, where do you go in this game? This was a difficult one. I definitely have been flip-flopping. My fight, like when we had our, our final call to get picks in, I was at that moment picked the Bills. I don't know how I feel. I, Arrowhead is such a tough, tough stadium to come into. However, I still do like my Bills pick because the Chiefs are all over the place. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball to everyone and anyone. His, his only real relationship seems to be with Travis Kelsey. No surprise there, but he has no other relationships, no other top receiver that he is getting the ball to, making sure is helping him get down the field. And even on the run game, the run game, last week they had like, that was like five or six players rushing the ball. Like, I just, there's too much going on, it seems like. Andy Reid has been listening to me say they're only a passing offense because uh, that's always been my number one complaint about the, the Chiefs. And it seems like he's trying to make up for it and do all this extra stuff. Just to be the Chiefs. Get back to doing your pass heavy game. Get back to having your cup, your one uh, running back that you can rely on. Stop with this like, I'm going to you, I'm going to you, I'm going to you BS. As for the Bills, Josh Allen is 
far more comfortable and has far more many relationships with his wide receivers and tight ends. I think they're more consistent on their offense. And even in Arrowhead, I like that offense. Rob, you look like uh, some deep. This is a really tough. God, this is probably the toughest game. I'm the Bills are favored by two and a half points going into Arrowhead, and that is something that the Chiefs have uh, under the Patrick Mahomes uh, being yep. under helm. That's never that I think that's never happened. Um, however, I mean, I'll take the points. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Uh, I just think that like. The Bills are just hot and cold. Some I feel sometimes when it comes to like how that defense is. If uh, Andy Reid kind of emulates that game plan, I, and especially with Travis Kelsey, just how he the guy had like twenty yards right, and then four touchdowns in the end. You don't yeah. even he just show, shows that he's the best tight end in the league, and it's not even close. Um, all they need to do is have some semblance of a run game during this game, and you need to have maybe a Juju or maybe. I forget who that number 10 is. Not Tyree uh, Kill's replacement. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe knows his name. But if you could get some other guys getting some more touches and taking the... Because Travis Kelsey is going to have... He's going to be mugged all that game. That Bill's um, defense is going to be all over him. So I'm still going to pick the Chiefs just because it's a home game. And... I mean, it, it's really just a toss-up at this point. But I'm just going to go with yeah. my gut just because of the experience with the Chiefs. Okay, perfect, perfect. Let's get into our Sunday night game. Cooper Rush, back again as your starter. He They take on the Eagles in Philadelphia. Jill, where do you go with this one? I am taking the Cowboys on the upset. Here's my thought process on this. Not to knock the Eagles because going undefeated is extremely difficult and props to them, props to the fans, props to Hurts. They're they're making a name for themselves. They're the best team in the NFL. I and I'm putting that all that all of that out there. I see two issues for the Eagles offense that they haven't necessarily faced in weeks past, and that is Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. That pass rush is lethal. I do not want to be a quarterback on the receiving end of anything that those guys are coming at me with. And I think this is going to be a real tried and true testament to that Eagles offense. I think it stays close. It is division rivals. But Cowboys, for me, their offense is putting up the numbers, is making the plays, and that defense is going to be a problem. And that's where my head's at. So I I like I like what Cooper Rush is doing, and I I'm I'm all for that little Cinderella story that's going on over there. Uh, <laughs> I I'm telling you right now, Dak, if you don't start, if you don't suit up on Sunday, and he He's wins not. this game, and he, okay. So if he wins this game, which I'm pulling for him, oh, God damn, I can't believe I'm pulling for the Cowboys to win a game. Right? We, both, I think we all can are. They, can they tie, please? Like if they tied, I, I would take that loss all day, any day. Um. I'm gonna go with the Eagles, and um, just because of they're riding a high, uh, I I like what Cooper Rush is doing. However, I just think there's a lot of offensive firepower on that Eagles team, and at some point they're gonna explode again. Like they they really didn't do great this week or last week. I 
I don't know. I, I this is another. A lot of these games are just a freaking crapshoot at this point in time, and it's like it's just a gimme. Like what you, who are you gonna, who do you feel more comfortable with? Um, I don't know. It's, that's how it is. I really have not much more to say than that. Okay, very good. Let's get into our Monday night game. You've got Mr. Broncos Country. Let's ride Russell Wilson and the, oh the Chargers. God. The definition of fucking cringe. You know that when he was when he was at the podium and they were going off and he was giving his speech and everything, he's walking away like Broncos country. Let's ride. You believe it in. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Broncos country. Let's ride. I'm like, you're so weird. You in the subway commercials got me cringing left and right. You like it is proving that like and just all these guys coming out, Richard Sherman, all of them just like bashing the level. How do you have only six touchdowns right now as a, as a team? I think Russ is, I think he's still a good quarterback, but he's washed. He's completely washed. I, but this has proven it. I, I get it. Like sometimes the coaching is not great, but you have all those pieces that you had in the beginning of the season and throughout the season. And then now things are starting to fall apart and it's really starting to unravel. Just like the, how the Raiders are unraveling. Um, Pete Carroll's having a hell of a time watching him uh, struggle on. So I'm going to pick the Chargers, but it's – and I don't think it's going to be close like because I just think that Justin Herbert's going to throw all over that defense. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Chargers. Um, <clears throat> I don't have much to add on to this game because I can sit and talk about the Chargers and say everything that everyone else has to say and their defense and their offense – and the Chargers are going to look fantastic. That's that's that. As for the Broncos, I don't have much to say about them because, again, there's nothing I'm going to add that's Let's ride. new or different. However, I do have to say this is my opinion on the Broncos. And unfortunately, <laughs> our prime time just torture is not over because not only do we have week six, we have week 14. Washington and... and we have week 14 with the Broncos. Um, so Broncos country do not ride and Chargers go for oh, it. I will yeah. be starting their defense, the Chargers defense on fantasy. I, I that's, that's so, and you got, you, got, you got Gordon who just constantly fumbles. I just like this team just doesn't. They're they're a shit show, and Hack is probably going to be fired at the end of this season. I hope and, so. And Russ will I, take no, none of the blame, none of the blame, I, because of how great he's played up until. He's the most unrelatable. Not that I relate to many football players, um, but just his whole attitude Mr. and Unlimited. how he... Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> carries himself is so bizarre and just unrelatable in any way russ reminds me and i'm sure we all know a guy he reminds me of that russ guy who has his miles so deep up the bosses you know where that he's kissing the small intestine at this point. brown noser is what those the are. whole like the yeah, whole like thanks, off thanks. the whole like before game starts he's like having like he's like like on the field like pretending like he's doing this thing and like he's having conversations with him he knows the cameras are there dude you're so freaking is cringe. He okay like i don't know the I actual just... genuine question is russ okay no See, they're not letting him cook anymore it's 
I I I kind of feel bad because I see like he's trying to give off this person vibe of the clean cut, you know, genuine good guy, and it's now working in his detriment than in his favor. Like, did y'all see when he w- when he accepted a, a deal with Seattle to like extend his contract? Hey, Seattle, we got a deal. And he just like deepened his voice. Like, you're such a weirdo, dude. Yeah. One thing I will never forget, and I'll send y'all the picture. This is his last off season with Seattle. He straightened his hair and was doing his workouts with the full on straight Michael Jackson hair. It was the weirdest thing. It's, but I, I do agree with the whole, he's a goofball comedy. Is but, he going to bleach his skin? Like, should we be concerned? Does he have Neverland rant? Like, because I, I was watching this the video of him. I wouldn't put it past him at this game, point. Well, the Seahawks game where he was just, and I, he does it like every game. And I, I had to watch it on loop like six or seven times. And all I kept thinking was, that's not somebody that's mentally sane. Like, I get people have pregame rituals, but like, that's not sane. Yeah, you got to feel for Sierra. Jesus Christ, she's got to deal with that every day. She's probably on she's on tour somewhere. Right. She, she's I, good. <laughs> I mean, you look at stuff like that, and I understand, like, yeah, that's his first game back after leaving, all the memories, but it's like, no, he's weird. that's a weird reaction to it. But with that being said, this has been another fantastic episode of the House Call Podcast. Remember, you can't watch the videos. You don't want to watch the videos. You're out and about on the go at the gym. Go on Spotify. Give us a listen. All your social medias, you name it. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're there. We've got the merch scrolling through in the bottom in your description. This has been the House Call Podcast signing. Jill, take us home. See you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Rob. And here's one that I think at the beginning of the year. But outside of that. Can you what say you that again really for the people that are Raiders fans? Promise to, to hear that, right? Just I mean, for just San Diego.